All right, you geeky listeners, before we begin the show, I wanted to first ask you to just think about something for a minute. Are you a listener of our other CBI podcast, Above and Batman Beyond? If so, have you enjoyed our guest list of interviews so far? Batman Beyond voice actor Melissa Disney, for one. Or how about DC Comics legend Dan Jurgens? If the answer is yes, then I wanted to let you know about the Patreon we've set up for the podcast. I know what you're thinking. Oh man, you're going to ask for money? No, I'm not. But I am going to tell you where you can go if you'd like to help us to continue uh, bringing you all the great guests you were just thinking about. For free, by the way. Please also consider the freeness in this little mind experiment. Just go to patreon.com slash Batman Beyond Podcast. That's where you can go. Uh, that's where, excuse me, you can see our first very modest financial goal, which will help us to continue not only get uh, great guest interviews, but also drive to places like New York City for New York Comic Con. All the expenses that go along with convention coverage in general, which we're going to continue doing uh, nearly monthly. I just went to two additional conventions last month of November. So we also want to step up the sound quality a bit and a few more goals that you can check out on our Patreon. It's actually pretty incredible seeing all the money I've already spent on the show laid out and itemized on the Patreon. But one thing to always keep in mind, whatever you can do in terms of donation is more than appreciated and helpful. If you're more of a Geek News General fan, then please keep in mind that your donation to this same Patreon will also go to the show you're listening to now and our entire podcast network here at comicbookintl.com. So once again, please go to patreon.com slash batmanbeyondpodcast and help us to continue to go above and Batman Beyond. Hello and welcome to Geek News General. For episode 21, we have several interviews today, all recorded live from the Victor Goodview film premiere on January 19th at Cinema Village in Manhattan. Geek News General is a production of Comic Book International. That's comicbookintl.com. Check out Comic Book International for all the latest in geek news, Find new episodes of Geek News General on iTunes, SoundCloud, and geeknewsbatnews.com. Theme music by Exsanguinator and podcast art by Courtney Delenn Slater. Thank you for listening to Geek News General. Hello and welcome. To Geek News General, a one-stop general sampling of geek news and pop culture. For episode 21, we have several interviews today, all recorded live from the Victor Goodview film premiere on January 19th at Cinema Village in Manhattan. If you caught last episode of our podcast, it featured an interview with the filmmaker behind Victor Goodview, writer-director Vincent Totoro. That interview was also recorded live from New York, from Tromaville headquarters in Queens. Excitingly, we get to build on that same interview with Totoro by doing a follow-up interview from the premiere, as well as members of the cast, and even Totoro's father, who interestingly was an integral part of making Victor Goodview. For those unfamiliar with Tromaville and Troma Entertainment, this is the studio responsible for the Toxic Avenger, Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, and several other cult classic B-movies. 
Victor Goodview is being distributed by Troma, hence the super fun location for that interview. But just as exciting, uh, again, today's episode features live interviews from the premiere of Victor Goodview at Cinema Village in Manhattan. Cinema Village is one of the first and last independent film theaters standing in New York, so if you're in the New York area, definitely check out Cinema Village. Everyone working at the theater was super helpful and supportive, and we really did have a packed house for the premiere. Between our podcast, the rest of the Troma team, and all the buzz around Victor Goodview, Cinema Village was full of fans, family, and friends coming out to see the film. There was a lot to handle there, and the theater did more than a thorough job accommodating everyone. Cinema Village was also on top of their social media game, too, reposting one of my Instagram posts I put up there right on site. If you want to see those posts, check out our Instagram at comicbookintl, as well as Cinema Villages, which is just at Cinema Village. A lot of great picks from the premiere, so please check them out for yourself. Thanks once again to Cinema Village and everyone else involved with the Victor Goodview premiere. This is something I said about Troma on last episode of the podcast, but in case you're tuning in for the first time or you didn't catch that episode, I thought it was worth mentioning again. I've had, excuse me, I've actually had the amazing privilege of interning at Troma for over a month now. Seeing the studio operate firsthand has been a lifelong dream come true. I live in Asbury Park, New Jersey, so a few times a week I get to drive to the greatest city in the world and then go write funny shit in Tromaville. <laughs> There's really nothing like it. It's exactly what I've wanted to do since I was a kid. Make up funny weird shit and get it on camera. In less than a month interning there, another intern and I got to co-write a promo video for Troma's own digital streaming service called Troma Now. The whole time, my co-writer Hiram and I just couldn't believe we were writing words that were then spoken by the great Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma and creator of the Toxic Avenger himself. If you want to see the video for yourself, just subscribe to the Troma Movies YouTube channel and click Videos. The promo was uh, New Year's themed to promote the month of January for Troma Now. It's a really great service, just $4.99 a month, and you basically get a Troma-specific Netflix with all of their major titles streaming anytime you want. Every month there's new content, and like Netflix, there are curated lists and all kinds of great features for streaming. And speaking of the film Victor Goodview, Troma plans to have that film posted and available for streaming on Troma now by as early as this March. So just sign up for the fucking service already. Come on, man. So without further ado, here is my red carpet coverage, recorded live from the premiere of Victor Goodview at Cinema Village in Manhattan. All right, we are live from Cinema Village uh, with Vincent Totoro, filmmaker of Victor Goodview. How are you feeling, Vince? Feeling good. Glad to be back with you, Ben. Me too. <laughs> Feels like it was only last Wednesday that we did this. It, it feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. You're it was good a now. Wednesday. Oh, okay. I remember. Uh, yeah. So recall. thank God it's uh, yeah. that Arctic blast or whatever was yeah. happening last week is over. So yeah. it's not too cold out not here. Too bad. Yeah. Are you pumped? I. I mean, I'm only assuming you're pumped I'm for so your premiere. I'm so pumped. Very pumped. I. Uh, I got to the theater early. There's a handful of newcomers in there. I heard them groaning and gasping, in the theater. I heard <laughs> our. I heard our character Jerry doing her thing in there, and which made sense 
Oh, oh she's groans. here. The actress, she's here. No, but I, I like. I was walking in the in the you know the special room of the uh, of the basement of the theater, so I could hear the movie playing. Oh, I, could I hear see. Right, because there's a seven. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we got here around seven, and uh, yeah, and so it's after seven now. So you were listening into the yeah. the yeah. seven o'clock showing, and yeah, then the pre- the official awesome. premiere is going to be like the nine o'clock, yes, right? Yes, the nine, and then and and Tammy, who played Jerry, will be here for that. She should probably be showing up shortly. Yeah. So one of the things you were saying. Uh, <laughs> I keep forgetting the Toxic Avenger is standing here, uh, and every I'll just be looking around as if I'm just going about my night, and the hideously deformed creature <laughs> of 80s cult classic fandom is standing right there. Loving it. Um, yes, all right. The stimulus for all of our adult pot-smoking misadventures as, as, a, as a teen. Did I say teen? Teen? <laughs> Did I already say that? I, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's what that's what this guy supplied for us. Oh, so yeah. funny! I'm loving him so much right now. Rewatch that movie over and over, and you know. You see that fucking kid's head, man? You know that part. Oh yeah, I actually saw. I was recently actually watching. Uh, they were on a talk show. Trauma was on a talk show, and it was like a Halloween. Yeah. Uh, they were like promoting Trauma for Halloween, and they were showing how to explode a head oh, low oh, budget. No way. Yeah, and it was like, take a cantaloupe and fill it with, like, uh, I don't know, it was like jellied, uh, what is it, cranberry sauce and a bunch of gross stuff, and it was just, and they literally exploded a head on air, it was all. Wow, okay, so they used a cantaloupe or a water, it looked like a watermelon. Some kind of melon, I don't know what it was. Yeah. So, uh, besides exploding heads, (laughs) which are always fun to talk about. Sure, sure. Scanners? Scanners has a great fucking exploding head. That's, that is a good exploding head. Probably the best. Probably, Probably, yeah. the pièce de résistance, right, Jerome? Agreed. <laughs> of exploding heads. All right, so you said you wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, we'll do some follow-up stuff about our interview last week uh, for Victor Goodview. What were some of the things that you were saying that you wanted to kind of follow up and talk about? Right, well, I just really appreciated ha- uh, how you noticed the true uh, um, woefulness of his apartment. The space itself, uh, dis, you know, uh, notwithstanding the the great set dressing that we did, we had a really talented art director to shit the place up extra, uh, put fake mold on the walls. But just the place itself is just truly. There's just. I feel like I've I've not really seen many like it on film before. You know. Um, yeah. One of the things I was saying is that. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, I keep looking at the trauma crew and they're cracking me up. I can't take it. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad for audio because you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Just trust us. I'll, I'll post pictures of why we're laughing. Yeah. I feel like it's a real Baba Booey situation over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> but yeah, one of the things I noticed about uh, Victor Goodview is that this the sets of it, like when people live in true shitholes, when, yeah. you know, uh, that that's not really depicted, even if they build sets and people live in squalor and don't live in like yeah. nice places it will still kind of look unrealistically nice yeah. even in like a gross apartment or it just won't look authentic right the dirt and grime of someone who lives in in filth was very realistic and i thought shot well i was just talking to your dp uh, D, was that that's your dp yeah. uh, his name again jerome. sorry jerome partner say hi jerome hi there guys yeah yeah so we, i was just telling him about we were just talking again about how the grime of the apartment looked very real very authentic uh, which might sound easy to make something dirty, but not necessarily because in a lot of movies and stuff, things are unrealistically clean and stuff like that. So that, I, I love that about it. Yeah. 
It's a, it's a, you have to make it art, somewhat artificial for it to look good on camera. You, a right. grimy place doesn't just look grimy. Right. A couple places might. We right. had uh, for our opening shots. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Beautifully natural, uh, very grimy for the opening shots of the. Uh, oh yeah, buildings. absolutely. Yeah. But for the most that part, was real deterioration. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but but we lucked out because, yeah, despite that uh, art artificiality, the sp the space itself was so cramped yeah. because that's what that is. That's what's what's real, um, you know. Even now, I'm living in a nice place in Upper Manhattan, and it's so small. Right. You can't believe how small it is. So that's it's that's what's so inauthentic about, uh, you know, uh, shithole apartments and movies. Usually, this it's a big space that you could you could you could do a lot with, you know. Um, that makes a difference because claustrophobia is can really can really uh, contribute to one's madness. That's one of those you know, like limitation breeds yeah. creativity yeah. moments of this is all we have to work with, but it's also perfect that this is all yeah. we have to work with. Sure, but actually we we did very very uh, uh, proactively acquire that place, so uh, we weren't we 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 per we did. Uh, we we weren't just dealing with it resourcefully. We had we had gone out of our way and rented that place months before the and shoot. And wasn't that your place? You lived there before. My place though. years before. So you had to re-rent your own place. Yeah, I didn't think we would. I didn't think we would be able to. I figured someone would be living there. We wouldn't have money to displace whomever was living there. I happened to call my landlady, who I left on good terms with, and she said, "Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's open, you know." You and I said, "No way, you know." And so we moved in there. Perfect timing. Wow. No way. Yeah, that December before the uh, the summer shoot, I was in there. Um, so, yeah. Another movie that comes to mind where I, I feel the place was pretty authentically uh, shitty was uh, Barfly, the, uh, the Bukowski scripted uh, movie with Mickey Rourke. Okay. I, that, that was pretty real deal, that, that movie. The squalor was not, uh, was not invented in there. I think The Wire did it really well, too, like showing oh, yeah. people living in poverty on yeah. fucking point. Yeah, yeah, The Wire is an unbelievable show for sure. Yep. Uh, cool. What else uh, did you want to talk about? So we talked last Wednesday. It is Friday of the following week. Yeah. Um, what between then and now have you been doing? I'm assuming getting ready for a premiere, there's just endless amounts of shit to do. Or is this kind of like the home stretch and there's not a lot to do? What? Uh, how are you in terms of things that you've been doing this past week? Yeah, I would say we've just been harassing everybody we, we know, all of our loved ones, friends and family to to, to at least buy tickets. Um, uh, just to the, to create the illusion that uh, the theater's filled, but but now getting here today, we we saw that there were some newcomers in there, and we're, we're very excited and uh, very proud to. to so see you're that. in promo mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. But all week, yeah, we've we've let it. Uh, we've definitely um, uh, we've given ourselves a little bit of breathing room, but there's stuff to do. There's there's a lot of. Uh, you know, whatever last-minute publicity or advertising we could afford, mm. we had to uh, prepare for and execute uh, just these last few days. So that's very uh, frustrating stuff sometimes. But we had very talented people helping us, so that's good. Everything looks really good. Yeah. What uh, what channels through what through what channels were you advertising? What were you advertising on? <laughs> um, well, we have a banner in the Times. Uh, we have a banner uh, in New York Pete Times. Moves. What's up? <laughs> hey. Vince just ran into a friend. Yeah, That's yeah. okay. Yeah. You can be on the show if you want. Yeah, Bruce. 
Come in. No, he actually he, he should be in. This is this is my, this is my good friend Bruce, and we were staying in his place during the pre-production mm -hmm. for the movie. Whoa, hi Bruce. You you seem like a crucial uh, part of the, <laughs> the project here. Yeah, a very very tiny role, but I'm told it was yeah. important. Yeah. I'd like Bruce to beat to act in a film next, so it'd be a bigger role, literally. All right, but. Uh, yeah, well, he's the guy to know. We used he has he has a pretty nice place in Riverdale. So when we had people come to do uh, premature auditions, they would say, "Ooh, nice place, nice, oh. nice thing you have." And Riverdale's uh, Bronx, right, which yeah. is right across, yeah. uh, right, right near Yonkers. Yeah, it is. Yes, it's Spartanville. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So very, very conveniently located for getting out of there to somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where are you from? I detect an accent. Is that Australian? I'm from Australia. Cool. I've been here 15 years. We're going home actually um, in the end of May. So if you've got any ideas for me, get them, get them rolling. <laughs> oh yeah. We're heading off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What month? Are oh, you came. You're. So you're going back for good, or are you? Are you? Yes, yes heading back to Australia. Oh wow. Mm. So. Well, thanks for helping out with uh, one of the trauma movie guys. Uh, you know, do one of his projects before you go back to Australia. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Thank you for helping out with one of our, you know, uh, films to. Before you get back to Australia, that's yeah. good. Real buzz. Yeah. It's a real buzz. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, nice to meet you. Thank you. Good to see you too. Well, that was cool. <laughs> that's Bruce. Good friend, another one of the people I was just speaking of, whom we harassed to come see the film. Nice. Um, yeah. I love that. It's, uh, yeah. it's such an indie story. It's like, well, we needed a place to stay before. You know, it's a. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, that's important to have yeah. your cast stay in certain places. You know, Troma has endless stories about just how to get everyone to have a place to stay while we're shooting, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, there's Hill there. Um, yes, totally. It's, yeah, I mean, from, from experience, now it's harder now having your own place that, that is, is, uh, is too expensive and, and uh, you know, uh, socking away money to make another film. It was much easier to, to live with my grandmother or surf on a, the couch of a friend, you know. You're spending uh, enough as it is. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, we, we definitely, we, we made Victor with our own money, so. Um, Self-finance. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, which is a page from Lloyd's book, literally, right? Make your own damn movie. Can't wait around, man. I mean, even I've read accounts of uh, filmmakers who are more well-connected than I am, who have done more in the business, climbed the rungs more than I have, and they had to resort to the same, the same measures, you know, to just do it. Can't wait for people to come knocking on your door to make your movie for you. No, yeah, it's not. Like, Hollywood's not going to wait for you. Your oh, dreams aren't going to wait for you. No one's no knocking down your door to... Right. Well, to quote Dwight from The Office, who quoted Billy Zane from Titanic, <laughs> you make your own luck. Oh, Man, I love it. That luck. is so funny you just said yeah. that because I was just reading a book. Uh, it's called Poking a, Fro uh, Poking a Dead Frog. Yeah. And it's uh, interviews with comedy writers yeah. by this guy, Mike Sachs. He compiled all these interviews, and one of them was with the guy from The Office, Mike Skewer. Okay. Uh, oh, and yeah, sure, sure. The, yeah, one yeah. of the co-creators. Yeah, yeah, and he plays Muse, right? Cousin Muse. Yes, he show. plays Muse, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moe's. Yeah, Moe's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cousin Moe's yeah, from the Beat Farm. No, it's Muse fine. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also a good character, yeah, Jason yeah. Muse. <laughs> but, uh... Um, yeah. I forgot where... Oh, so, yeah, but he was he was doing that same exact quote yeah, yeah, <laughs> of yeah, Moe's. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. 
All right, cool. Is there anything else you wanted to say uh, about you know what you've been doing this past week or that people should check out or follow up from um, last interview? No, I would just say stay tuned for the cast and crew because you'll have plenty of people to, to interview momentarily. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was yeah. just saying from you personally, the filmmaker. Oh, uh... Uh, we'll just resume uh, another point in the yeah, night. If you're, ha if you're, if um, uh, Movantic isn't working, you know, if uh, <laughs> if uh, beets or green tea, which are the remedies that we feature in our film, are not working, <laughs> then you, you got to just turn out. Doesn't matter if you live in Jersey or fucking Oslo. Come see Victor Goodview in the East Village. Constipation tips from the filmmaker himself. I love it. Yeah. All right, Thank bye. you. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah, we do a transcontinentally. I just met these guys from the Yard, the animated series, uh, on Instagram. This one guy was a fan of my podcast, and then from there, uh, he said he liked my voice, and I, I also offered though. I was like, could I be on? Silky smooth. About <laughs> that, but uh, yeah. So I play this like Agent Smith type character from The Matrix. Oh, very nice, nice. You just sold this robot. Or kind of, yeah, but he's an insurance uh, investigator, so super boring. Oh, okay, I get it. He's like one of those like savant types, maybe. Yeah, kind of very monotone and just. Yeah, very good at what he does. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's probably all he's good at. Yeah. <laughs> Not like Victor at all. No. Yes. And speaking of which, we're sitting here with uh, Vince uh, Winston. What is your last name, Winston? Shaw. Shaw. Winston Shaw. Yeah. That's a cool name. What kind of name is Shaw? Uh, I think it's Scottish. Scottish? Okay, I'm Scottish. Yeah, like I'm from uh, Texas originally, but I, it's all they're all from Britain somewhere, I think. I met somebody named Shaw who was Italian once, but... How do you spell that? S-H-A-W? That's it. Cool. All right, so Winston Shaw, uh, and you are Victor Goodview himself, starring in the film Victor Goodview. We're sitting at the premiere here at Cinema Village. This is such a cool uh, indie theater. It was one of the first... The, uh, Vince said it was one of the first indie theaters in New York. So yeah, it's really cool sitting here with you. How you feeling? And let's talk about the movie. Dude, it's great. I mean, I've never had the opportunity to come see a movie I was in in the theater before. So and Taxi's here. I'm starstruck. I got to dress up in my little court suit. Yeah, you look good. I feel so underdressed. I thought we were just gonna do stuff outside. I didn't realize we were coming in. Underdress, overdress it. But I was like, I'm, I, you know, I don't even live in New York anymore. When am I gonna get to do this again? So nice. Me and my fiance are up here for the weekend. See Vince. See the film. Um, I mean, we've seen the film, obviously, but not on the big screen, so. Yeah, that's a different experience. It's a huge treat. Yeah, so that's really cool. So you did a great job in the movie. How did you like playing a character like Victor Goodby? Was it a little uh, hard not to get depressed, kind of like he was and stuff like that? Well, not so much that as that you just, you feel bad for him, you know? Like, I don't think you can, I don't think you can judge a character that you play or, like, look down on him. But, first of all, it was physically painful to do it most of the time. Like, I'm trying to actually... Like, hunching over the way you were walking and stuff? Clenching everything all the time. <laughs> to be, like, a relaxed guy. So just, every, you know, like, a full-body kegel just every time the camera's... <laughs> full-body kegel, I love it. <laughs> um, and, uh, so, yeah, and, I mean, like, we were filming in... Wherever it looks like we are, that's where we are. If we're in the projects, we're in the projects. If we're in that basement shithole, that's where we are. You know, it was not like, it was not a comfortable movie to make, but I, I'm really happy with what they... Not a comfortable movie. I love your honesty. That's No, it, it didn't look that way. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, no, and, but it was, it was nice to see it all come together. Um, and everybody who worked on it were just, you know, 
starving, underpaid rock stars. So, you know, so. so you said you were in other movies as well? No, I've done like I've done like some short stuff. Mostly, I actually am a sound guy. Like that's okay. It was I was a sound recordist for film and TV when I lived here, um, and everything I did was like student shorts, uh, you know, and little things like that. You know, I did some off Broadway shit. Um, but that's, am I allowed to say? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, this is just for my podcast plus trauma. They wouldn't, they certainly wouldn't mind out. Yeah, so, you know, I just did this starving artist thing around here for a while. This was like the only feature film I've ever done. Um, I would love it if it wasn't the last one, but I'm like in law school now. I'm oh, congrats. Nice. Criminal defense lawyer. So I like to think I could help Victor. <laughs> <laughs> he needs it. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was it's been almost 4 years now and to see it hook up with Troma is an incredible treat. I've been a Troma fan for a while. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just proud of Vincent Jerome and it's amazing to be here. Cool. Yeah, this is really cool. I mean, one thing I loved uh, about your performance is just you were constantly like you said, it was like this constant body full body kegel I think you call it that was a perfect word for it and walking around like that didn't seem to be easy also just the faces he would make he's never never a happy dude and and to play that uh couldn't have been easy yeah no he's he's dug himself down really deep but I think he you know he still has all the normal instincts you know he still kind of wants to have a job and he wants to get laid and he wants to eat and he wants to shit but he can't really get get any of it over the line you know um and it's a i think it's a it's a dark place to be but i think a lot of people have gone through that and worse unfortunately and so you know it's it's cool that ben was willing to make a film that uh that really shoves it in your face like a bad dog you know (laughs) (laughs) i love it like a bad dog I actually thought everyone else in the movie uh, performances were way better than mine. Uh, Kenny Borland was great. Jamie Sloan was great. Everybody around Ben was fantastic, I thought. Yeah, I thought the, uh, the cast was awesome. Yeah, it was a treat to work with them, you know, and they're like, you know, they really stuck it out. They're real professionals, and I just kind of got lucky. And oh, so those are, those are working actors, the other people who were in the movie? Uh, at least I think Kenny and Jamie. I know Jamie is for sure, um, and Kenny may have been just getting started, but he's, I think, carried on. And Kenny plays? He plays Black. Okay. Yeah. So I'm also excited. Yeah, he seemed he seemed like he really knew what he was doing, that guy. Yeah. So it's going to be great to see them again. Actually, my old acting for the camera teacher, I think, is coming tonight. So, I mean, I haven't been back to New York in two years, so I'm excited to, to just see a bunch of old friends in a totally uh, disgusting but also really fun context. <laughs> disgusting it is. <laughs> All right, cool. Was there anything else that you wanted to say about Victor Goodview? I just, I think it's a really rewarding movie for anybody who is is willing to look things straight in the face. You know, I think it's a great a great story about the kind of things you can go through as a person. So it's worth your time, and you should check it out. And um, hi, Toxie, and thank you, Trauma. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. What's up, you geeky listeners? You're going to hear me say this in the show for the next couple months. We're taking a survey of our listeners, and we'd like you to participate. 
It will help us learn more about you, no matter how long you've been a listener or how frequently you listen to the show. So please take a few minutes and visit our website at comicbookintl.com. That's comicbookintl.com. You'll find the listener survey link right there on the homepage, and you can complete the survey anonymously. Thanks. All right, so I'm here with Kathleen Morgo. Say hello, Kathleen. Hi, everybody. How are you? I am great. Uh, are you excited to be here at the premiere of Victor Goodview? Oh, I'm, I'm really excited because I think it's an incredible film. Yeah, this movie was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so tell us who you played in Victor Goodview. In the movie, I play Dina. Uh, Dina is based on an actual uh, landlord of Vin's. Uh, and it's it's a wonderful part. It was wonderful working with Vin because I did a, I was able to do a lot of improv, and really he gave me a lot of freedom to develop the character. So that was really fun. Nice. He wasn't just like read these words and that's it. No, 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 no. He's just amazing to work with. He's an amazing writer, and I think the film. What I loved about the script was that it. It was, it's so amorphous, it's so ambivalent. And it didn't, it's much, when I first read the script, I was like, oh, this is kind of edgy. But when I read it again, I realized that it was hilarious. And it can be appreciated on so many different levels. Yeah, there's definitely humor in it for sure. Yeah, humor and, and it doesn't, I mean, they smoke crack in the movie, but that doesn't mean that these guys are bad or they're crack addicts. And the hilarious role is the uh, part of the prostitute as a crack addict. It was downright funny. Yeah, she was definitely a good uh, a good comic relief for you know it's a movie. It's not necessarily the most uplifting film, so to have her in it is is uh, was a nice comic relief. Yeah, and I think I think that's I think Vinny is a really unique filmmaker. In that he has such a strong point of view, and yet it's not, he's not in the egotistical uh, a tour sense. It's, he has a kind of joy in his writing. Even though this film is rather dark, there's still a sense of joy and fun about it. And that's, and his next movie that's working on Arbor Day has that same sense of reality, a twisted reality, but it's not twisted. It's not like Tarantino, which is really twisted. It's twisted, <laughs> but real and, and absurd. So I, I just love working with him. Yeah, one of the things I noted too, I totally agree, is that kind of the realism of it. It's very real and gritty. And and life and life is neither good or bad. It just is. Yeah, like the ambivalence you said before. I like that. I mean, that's 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 what I found so unique. It's not making oh, this is an anti-drug movie, or it's it's not pro-drug. It's not anti-drug. It just is. Um, Victor is not bad. He's not a loser. He's just Victor. A time. And, and it's a time and space. You could see Victor in a couple of years from now, and he could be, you know, a lawyer or something. And that's how people are. People go through horrible times, and then they get okay. And then they go through horrible times again, and then they're okay. And I like that's it. what life is. It's not, you know, it's not 
uh, a statement in any way. It's just it just is. Right. Yeah. A very existential. Just here it is. Yes. 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 Cool. Was there anything else you wanted to say about the film? Well, I just think it's really unique. I think Vin has a great voice. I think sh people should see this film, and I think everyone should support everything he does because I think he deserves to be appreciated and followed. I agree. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure. Take care now. All right. Bye now. Uh, Drew. Drew. Daryl. Daryl. Nice to meet you guys. All right. So um, this is my friend. The, is it the douchebag or douchebag? It's a douche in bag. Douche in bag. Yes, so douche in bag. Yes. So this is douche in bag. Um, he's here to ask you again some weird questions if you're ready. So you relieve yourself in the bathroom. What do you rather use, Febreze or Airwick? I like uh, Febreze. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Febreze. Febreze. All right. See, me personally, nothing. It's all about being 100% real, guys. You know, you gotta let them know what you're about. Did I eat burritos last night? You know I did. And I'm gonna let you know about it. I'm not mad at that at all. No <laughs> worry, man. This is a natural smell. You can't be mad at it. Exactly. Express yourself through your bodily odors. So the movie Victor Goodview, it's about a guy, he's constipated, and you know, he's trying to get it out. He's trying to get his frustration out. And he's also, getting ready for a job interview. Now, what would you rather have happen to you? Would you rather be constipated for a week or would you rather listen to Donald Trump eating a bucket of KFC? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with constipated for a week though. I'm gonna have to second that. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, listen. I'll third that. So, uh, some people, they just don't want to make America great again. They'd rather be constipated. But you know what? Is he actually making America great again? Well, that's up to debate. Anyway, let's go see Victor Goodview Cinema Village all week. We're talking five times a day. It's going to be great. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, guys. Are you guys, gonna, are you, you guys think you might come out and see the movie? Just might. Absolutely. I'm here to support anybody who's putting on art, man. Yeah, man. It's weird art. So, you can't go wrong with that. Right, th thank you again, guys. Yeah, take care, man. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, so uh, tell us your name again and what your involvement was. We have a pretty unique uh, person here that we're interviewing. Yeah, I'm Ralph Totoro. I'm uh, Vincent Totoro's dad. And uh, I've been working on this film for the last uh, four years, and maybe 30 years, because my son's always wanted to be uh, a director of movies. So. And I think it had a lot to do with our family because he's been watching movies, old movies, horror movies since he's, you know, two years old, you know. Well, that, that's where it starts, really, the fascination, especially for someone who really wants to make film. Uh, it starts with, it starts at home. Yeah, yeah, definitely, you know. Uh, I'm sure you're proud. Very proud, yeah. Anything he wanted from me that I can help him with, I did. I did all the artwork in the movie. I did... The poster, I did the poster. I did the animation in front of the, the movie. Yeah, so you were really involved, the yeah. poster, animation. I did the storyboard with the original original script that was 224 pages, and everybody said, you can't make a movie that's like 224. So uh, I think he still used some of the storyboard, you know. But uh, it was great working on it, you know. I'm so proud of him, and it was a lot of fun, too, even though it was hard work, you know, a lot of hard work. Yeah, I can't imagine, I mean, you know, four years. So it took four years. We shot it in the summer of 14. Yeah. And that was like a short schedule. I don't know. A couple of, the whole summer. It took him the whole summer. 
And then, uh, you know, I think it took them a year to put the, f the film together and the editing and all that. And so the rest of the time has all been post-production. And I've been involved with a lot of that. Poster, animation, you know. Talk about the animation. What was the animation? Uh, the animation ha really came from the original storyboard, which was supposed to be a lot of uh, they call beasties. The beasties are the cockroaches and the silverfish. So it starts off with the cockroaches and the silverfish kind of coming at each other and then fighting and then spinning around and turning into like a metamorphosis of the two of them. And then Whoa. that becomes the, you know, uh, you know, out of that says, you know, Larkin Stanhope Productions, you know. Right, who was producing a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very right, cool. I actually liked the last shot of that, and I thought that hey. I thought that would be a great kind of minimalist poster. The last shot of the animation would be a great minimalist poster, and it was just like the antennae of the water bugs, you know? Oh, cool. You know, on like the back of like a, a beat-up wall. And uh, I wanted them to use that, but they, I don't think they used that. But it's probably in the animation. And I'm really excited. I was really excited to see the reviews. Yeah? Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. My son's film, Rotten Tomatoes. That's so cool. You three billboards. Victor Goodview, you know? Oh, Sorry about that. No, that's all right. You're going to have a big sound on there. <laughs> that's all right. I'll cut it out. Yeah. Oh, man. That's but, so cool. But this guy just, you know, he's he loves movies, you know? He just is a movie file, you know? And then my family was like that, too. You know, like, people in my family would... Actually, they would say they would pull a Burt, you know. Pulling a Burt means pulling a Burt Lancaster. Uh, okay. And so my father would say, what's him up? What's wrong? <laughs> so we grew up with that. And so he grew up with it. So you grew up with it, he grew up with it, and uh, the, the saga continues. <laughs> Definitely in the family, yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, so how long have you been doing art and stuff like that? Oh, oh since I was two. My since you were two, okay. Yeah, my mother says that I pulled out the stuff from underneath the sink and made mud sculptures in the, on the floor with the, you know, uh, Ajax and whatever chemicals were in there. Just always doing art. Yeah, I guess so, you know. I was always the class artist, and I've been a painter for 40 years now. You know, I, I teach I teach in upstate New York. And, oh, I, yeah, I remember him yeah, saying that. So, and you teach art? I teach art to middle school and high school, okay. and I've been doing that for 40 years. And I've been, 40 years, huh? 40 years. I was a teacher for four years. I can't imagine 40. <laughs> I can't imagine it every day, you know. I mean, I still got two years. It's not 40 years yet, but it'll be, when I'm done, it'll be 40 years. Well, congrats. That's a lot. High school, and they didn't count that. So. Oh, that's crazy. So I got to work two more years just to get 25 for retirement. You know, bullshit. Well, it seems but like I, you've earned I paint, it. I paint, and my work sells, but not enough to quit the day job, you know. Right. Maybe when I'm actually retired, then uh, different things will happen, but. You know, but I'm always painting, and teaching allowed me to paint because of the schedule. You know, so I've had both. Right. Groups. I put my 10,000 hours in and more. You know. That's cool. You still get to do, yeah, your yeah, passion and yeah, I yeah. Home at 3:30, 4 o'clock, and I, you know, I paint till 12 o'clock. Wow. For five, six hours, you know. All over again. <laughs> Yeah, no, the the poster was really good. That was one of the things. I mean, obviously, it's the first thing you see. When I got sent the link, I was like, oh, my God, look at this thing. That was like a new little baby between me and my son because I had done an original poster. And he had done some photography for another poster of the toilet. 
And then he said, you know, Pop, I want something like, you know, like the 80s posters, you know. So I looked at a lot of 80s posters, and the one that struck my eye was uh, a little shop of horrors. Ah, oh, right, yeah, I could see that. Kind of flying caricatures, you know, uh, and the, the tentacles of the plant, you know. Uh, it seemed kind of like Roger Williams, is that his name? Roger, well, yeah, Roger Corman, but uh, I forget his name, something... Williams, and he does crazy big, like... Oh, artist? Yeah, he's an artist. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It reminded me of that, I'm though. an abstract painter. I, oh, okay. Again, that was our red carpet coverage recorded live from the premiere of Victor Goodview at Cinema Village in Manhattan. And no worries if you missed the theatrical premiere of the film. Soon enough in March, you'll be able to stream it as many times as you want on the Troma Now streaming service. Just $4.99 a month. Go to watch.troma.com to sign up. And from all of us here at Geek News General and Troma, go take a shit. And that is it for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, please help us out on Patreon if you want to support the show. Just go to patreon.com slash batmanbeyondpodcast to donate. Again, even if it's only a single dollar, any help at all is much appreciated. Don't forget to check out episode 7 of Above and Batman Beyond for part 1 of my interview with Melissa Disney, the voice of both Blade Summer and Kudade from the Batman Beyond animated series. And stay tuned for part 2 of my interview with Melissa Disney as well. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes and give us a quick 5-star review. Just search for Geek News General in your podcast app and tap Reviews really only takes a few seconds and then those little stars go a long way to helping us keep the show going five star reviews allow us to continue to bring you all this rich geek news coverage interviews with creators in the business other special guests and writers like me especially because we are a newer show i did want to emphasize to our listeners the importance of five star reviews Beside iTunes, Geek News General is also available for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, as well as our very own website, comicbookintl.com, and of course, geeknewsbatnews.com as well. If you like what you heard today in audio form, you can also find my writing at comicbookintl.com. On both Twitter and Instagram, find me at comicbookintl, and my name once again is Benjamin David. Please be sure to check out Above and Batman Beyond podcast. Uh, that's our other podcast that I was telling you about during our Patreon. You can find Above on iTunes, SoundCloud, and BatmanBeyondPodcast.com. And, of course, here at ComicBookIntl.com, along with the show you're listening to now. Geek News General is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. We're thrilled and honored to be part of this awesome Bat Network of podcasts. So here's a shout-out of huge thanks to BPN. BPN, the Batman Podcast Network. Go to batmanpodcastnetwork.com to find our show, as well as more than 20 others, all talking about the bat. Thanks once again to you, BPN, for bringing us into your audio Batman network. As always, if you want to send us any questions or comments and would like us to read them on the show, please hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at comicbookintl or send us an email batmanbeyondpod at gmail.com we'd love to read your messages on the show Geek News General is not an official production of Batman, Warner Brothers, Batman Beyond Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Troma Troma Entertainment, Disney Ghostbusters, Diamond Select or any other company property and or license mentioned in this recording 
on comicbookintl.com or on batmanbeyondpodcast.com. The thoughts and opinions shared by the participants of this podcast are theirs and theirs alone and therefore do not represent the companies or organizations they happen to work for.